I would say that was a fantastic time for artists and especially for composers. The people in the States or in Western Europe, I would say they have not exactly the idea how it was in the so-called communist Poland. I say always socialist, but not communist, because communism is something different. My situation and the situation of my colleagues at that time, we talk about 60s and 70s of the last century, was quite uh, good because, first of all, we were completely free to compose whatever we liked. That was the time when uh, the Warsaw Autumn Festival was established, and we invited at that time composers from all over the world, including John Cage, including Stockhausen, including Luigi Nonno, and, and uh, everybody were coming to Poland, presenting the newest trends, the newest uh, everything. That's renowned Polish composer Zygmunt Krause talking about his experiences in Poland in the 1960s and 70s as a composer and this incredible legacy of support by the government for composers. The Warsaw Autumn Festival was started in 1956, was certainly going strong at that time. And as I found on a recent trip to Poland, that festival and many others are still going strong today. In fact, there have been many upheavals in Polish government since the 1950s, of course. But there's one constant that has absolutely remained, and that's this incredible support for composers and artists. Welcome to Relevant Tones. I'm Seth Bosted. I recently had the chance to travel to Poland with my producer, Jesse McCorders, and discover this incredible legacy of support for contemporary music firsthand. The first composer I talked to, Jacek Sotomski, wrote a piece called Beautiful to Me. Ah, I was very interested in that title, so I asked him about the piece and how it was commissioned. It was written for Musica Polonica Nova Festival, which was in April this year and uh, it was commissioned by Szymon Bywalec, the artistic director of, of the festival and conductor of uh, New Music Orchestra. It was written for Rafał Woods, accordionist from Wrocław, and uh, Chamber Orchestra of National Forum of Music. And uh, yeah, the general rule was to make all material from one cell. So I took uh, one chord and um, was permutated or transformed in so many ways that the uh, starting shape was unrecognizable. And uh, in the harmonic layer and, and melodic layer, it was uh, using only this one shape. And um, yeah, in this piece, I also expanded this technique of transformating or permutating or uh, making different iterations of, of the one cell. And uh, I was looking for some way to use my tools in improper way. So I made some transformation of some numbers, and then I find a way to to, to put it in the in the musical context. Uh, this piece, beautiful to me, ah, was written thanks to the Ministry of Culture and uh, National Heritage program, and. I think it was the third edition of this program, and there are around 100 of uh, commissions for the composer from Poland. 
That's composer Jacek Sotomsky talking a little bit about his piece, Beautiful to Me, Ah, which we're going to hear in just a moment. But I let the interview go a little bit longer because he talks about how the piece was commissioned for a festival, but the funds came from the Ministry of Culture in Poland. And I don't know if you caught it, but he said they've commissioned hundreds of composers. He said it's the third edition. So I did a little bit of research about this because that really piqued my interest. They have been commissioning 100 composers per year for the last three years. This is an extraordinary new initiative of the Polish Ministry of Culture. If you think about it, 100 composers a year, that's a new piece of music every three and a half days. Just an incredible amount of contemporary classical music being supported by the Ministry of Culture in Poland. And young composers, established composers, absolutely everybody is included in this. What an exceptional program. Well, let's have a listen to this piece by Jacek Sotomsky, Beautiful to Me, Ah. It's a fairly long piece, so we're going to excerpt it. We're going to hear Rafał Wuch, accordion solo, the composer himself on live electronics, and the NFOM Chamber Orchestra Leopoldinum, Ernst Kobasic conducting.
Music by composer Jacek Sotomski, someone we talked with while we were in Wrocław, Poland, a wonderful little town, and the site of the World Music Days Festival for 2014, which is a very big honor. It's a festival that moves around every year in different towns. So it was wonderful that it was in Wrocław, Poland, and really nice that Jesse McQuarters and I were able to travel there and talk to all of these Polish composers about their music and about this incredible support for composers in Poland. That piece, Beautiful to Me, Ah, which we heard an excerpt of, was commissioned by the Ministry of Culture, and they are commissioning 100 composers per year, an incredible program, if you ask me, I think if you ask anybody. For that piece, we heard Rafał Wuch, accordion solo, Jacek Sotomski himself on live electronics, and the NFOM Chamber Orchestra Leopoldinum with Ernst Kovacic conducting. The next composer is somebody whose music I had already known before traveling to Poland, and so it was wonderful that she lives in Wrocław for a relatively small town in Poland. It's amazing how many composers live there. So it was wonderful to meet Agata Zubel, the composer of the next piece, Not I. This is a piece for voice, instrumental ensemble, and electronics. It's doing very well, being performed in quite a few different places and on a lot of festivals because it won the UNESCO Prize. You may know UNESCO because it grants the heritage designations to landmarks around the world, while they also support contemporary classical music. And this prize is a really wonderful opportunity because the composer has the piece recorded and performed on radio stations throughout the world. Here's an excerpt of my conversation with Agata in which I asked her about her philosophy as a composer, how being a singer informs her compositions, and specifically about this piece that we're going to hear, Not I. What I like the most uh, with writing pieces with voice, it rather means with text. So this kind of um, putting two arts together, music and literature, poetry, uh, some some texts. And this is like, a, very often it's like first point for starting the piece of music to have a good text, which, which I like, which I would like to uh, write the music for. And uh, of course I don't use um, voice traditionally. As a singer, I can of course sing in a traditional way as well. But uh, as a composer, I'm much more interested in um, looking for some um, sounds which it's, it's difficult to describe because, of course, I am looking for some strange sounds and some very, very bright possibilities of, of using voice. But uh, it it's not only for using strange sounds. I mean, I'm I'm looking for sounds which are proper for that moment of music. Tell me about the piece, not I, that we're going to feature. What will our listeners hear in this music? This is a piece based on uh, Beckett's text, the same title, not I, and it was actually his great idea. The the whole story in the piece, it's about very old lady, she's 60 or 70, and uh, suddenly in this late age, she starts to speak. And there's the very long, very expressive monologue of, of her describing all her life, all her um, experiences and and so on. And of, of course, this is very, the, the text was very um, inspiring for me. But also uh, the situation that 
how is the feeling that if you are 60 or 70 and the, this the, the first moment you start to speak, you hear your voice, you can um, feel the, the, all the muscles, all the uh, way of producing voice. So this is not normally, I, I mean, we are used to speak, to, to use our voice. But if you start speaking in the age of 60, it's not the same situation. So I really uh, like to put also this into the piece. Let's have a listen to some of this piece, Not I, for Voice, Instrumental Ensemble, and Electronics. It's about 24 minutes long, so we won't be able to hear the whole thing, but we're going to hear as much as we can fit in. These are musicians from Klang Forum Wien, with Clement Power conducting, and we're going to hear the composer herself, Agata Zubel, singing. Parents unknown, unheard of. He having vanished in air, no sooner buttoned up his breeches. She similar, eight months later, almost the tick. Stop and stare 
Every morning light, and she found herself in the what? Oh, no, she.
kissing again. It's music by Agata Zubel, who was also the singer, not I, for voice, instrumental ensemble, and electronics. It's been a big piece for her as it won the UNESCO Prize, a major international prize in composition, and it's now, as a result of that, getting performed in many cities around the world. The text is by Samuel Beckett. It's this idea of a woman who never speaks throughout her life, and most people have gotten used to this idea that she is a mute, and then suddenly, in her older age, she speaks. I think it's a quintessential idea by Samuel Beckett. We heard musicians from Klong Forum Wien, Clement Power conducting, and Agatha Zubel herself singing an excerpt of Not I. The next piece I want to feature is called Stuntman's Relay. I was drawn by that title. It makes me think, what could this piece be? (laughs) A relay or a race between different stuntmen. It's for orchestra. It's by a composer named Michał Motz, who is also the husband of Agatha Zubel. I had a chance to talk with Michał about his piece, Stuntman's Relay, but also about what I consider to be a pretty unique approach to composition in general. In my music are two most important ideas. I'm, I'm not only a composer, I'm a teacher and a professional coach for teachers, for music teachers. And for me, the most important questions in my music are different than many composers. Because first question is what we can make with motivation for playing. The question is not what is the best way for playing, but why you play very good, what you, why you can play, when you can play uh, very good uh, motivation. And second way, second question for me is um, rules from games between musicians. Because for me, when you want play, when you uh, when you uh, looking for cooperation, if your motivation is good, if if the situation is like a game, uh, you can win. And you can play together better. That's an interesting perspective for a composer. So when you're writing a piece, you're thinking about this. What motivates musicians? Yeah, yeah of course. Uh, you can uh, you can uh, hear uh, this idea in uh, my my um, orchestral work, Stuntman's Relay. It's a game between uh, pairs in a big orchestra. Every two musicians play um, with the same text, uh, but it's a game. It's a, it's a big game. Uh, you can't hear it, but you can trust me. It's a game. Let's have a listen to this piece, Stuntman's Relay for Orchestra. I also wanted to add that there are aleatoric or chance elements to the piece, so I don't think that any two performances of this piece would ever be exactly the same. We're going to hear the Oxo Chamber Orchestra of Tishy. The conductor is Marek Mosch. Music of Michal Motz. <laughs>
It's a piece called Stuntman's Relay by Polish composer Michał Motz. Wonderful piece. He talked about it before we heard it and about these pairings of the members of the orchestra. And they are playing these games that are not necessarily audible, but are definitely there in the score. And these games also are about winning to a certain extent. But because the composer is also an educator, when he means win, he's talking about win as a performer to play the piece very, very well. I think it's a unique idea and something that I was very happy to feature on the show. Stuntman's Relay by Michał Motz in a performance by the Oxo Chamber Orchestra of Tishy. Mark Mosh, the conductor. You're listening to Relevant Tones, a show featuring the music of contemporary composers. On today's show, we travel in the field to Poland to talk with composers and to feature this legacy of support by the Polish government, the many, many festivals there, and other organizations. You can find out more about the program on Facebook or on our website at relevanttones.com. Featuring music of Polish composers today because I had a great chance to travel to a town called Wrocław, Poland for the World Music Days Festival, and it brought composers from all over the country there, and I was able to talk with many of them and feature this incredible legacy of support by the Polish government, festivals like World Music Days, and other organizations that are really creating one of the most vital scenes for contemporary classical music that I've ever seen personally. And I was there for that festival, but every time I talked with a composer or a performer, they would say, oh, you have to go to Warsaw Autumn, or you have to go to this festival in Krakow, or you have to go to this other festival. You should come at this other month. There's a festival in July. There are two festivals in August. I mean, it was just this incredible energy, and there are so many festivals of contemporary music. It's such a normal thing, and everything that I went to was incredibly well attended, which was very impressive. There is a huge hunger for new music to hear these new sounds that the composers are making. So not only is there an apparatus to support the composers, but there is also a connection with the general public. And people do want to hear this music, and they do come out and support these concerts. Speaking of the Warsaw Autumn Festival, the piece I want to feature next was commissioned for the 54th anniversary of the Warsaw Autumn Festival. So that would have been in 2010. It's called Amergon Alpha Beta by composer Pavel Hendrich, and I'm going to let him tell you about it because I had a great chance to talk with him. The piece is based on the problem of emergence uh, as a sort of a gesture, a musical gesture, but there is also a theory uh, which uh, I try to study in this piece that if you have even simple elements, they build, let's say, an upper structure, they could behave quite complex. So even if there is a simplicity at the beginning, there is a complexity at the end. That's composer Pavel Hinrich talking about his piece, American Alpha Beta, and this phenomenon of emergence in the natural sciences. We're going to hear two streams in the music, alpha and beta. Alpha is acoustic, and beta is electroacoustic. And so here we're going to hear the way that they intertwine in the music much the way that they would in the natural sciences in this phenomenon of emergence that we heard the composer talking about. We're going to hear an excerpt of the piece. It's a little bit too long for the whole program, so we'll play as much as we can. And we're going to hear performers Ensemble Musique Fabrique with Diego Masson conducting. Thank you. 
going to fade that down now and move it up a little bit in the piece a few minutes along where we're going to hear the emergence of the beta stream, the electroacoustic. So far we've heard primarily alpha. Let's have a listen now to this emergence of the beta stream. I hope you'll indulge me jumping around a little bit in that piece, but it occurred to me that when we're doing an excerpt of a piece, there's no reason to just play a little bit from the beginning as much as we can fit in. We can kind of jump around a little bit, especially in this piece. We have the composer talking about it and about these two streams, this idea of emergence in the natural sciences and how he reflected that with acoustic and electroacoustic elements. And I thought it'd be nice to hear both of that. That's Amergon Alpha Beta by composer Pavel Hendrich, performed there by the Ensemble Musique Fabrique, Diego Masson conducting. I'm going to end the program today, this the first in a two-part series on Polish composers, the same way that I opened it with the music of Zygmunt Krause. He is a major figure in Polish music, a prolific composer and pianist. 
He's founded his own festival. He's a very generous composer, helping out young composers always. We were fortunate to be able to speak with him because he lives in Warsaw, but he was in town because his opera about Franz Kafka was being performed as part of the World Music Days Festival. And so we were able to catch up with him and talk at his hotel. Here's an excerpt of that conversation in which he talks to me about his music. So my uh, musical language, uh, if we can say more precisely, is uh, first of all very emotional, then very homogeneous. That means that I don't like great contrasts in my music. I want to continue story, let's say musical story, abstract story, but to continue, not to change suddenly every, uh, let's say, 10, 15 seconds, but to continue to make my, let's say, my statement, my musical statement, understandable. So if you write a piece that's 16 minutes long and that doesn't change much, how do you develop those materials? It comes uh, from uh, my, let's say, early years. When I started composing, I was very fascinated by a Polish painter. His name is Strzeminski, a constructivist, a friend of great constructivists like Piet Mondrian or Malevich. So the idea of, of this painter was to create picture without contrasts. This is a very utopian idea, but for me it was a starting point to compose music which has no contrasts if possible. Of course, it is impossible, but trying to do so, I learned how to develop the musical form with only little changes, little elements, which I introduce gradually, and this is how it is built. That's composer Zygmunt Karasa talking to me in the Monopole Hotel where he was staying in Wrocław, Poland. He was in town for a performance of one of his operas, and we had the wonderful chance to catch up with him. He's a major figure in Polish music, so I was very excited to be able to talk with him. We're going to feature now an excerpt of the Piano Concerto Number no. 1, again, a rather long piece, but we're going to play as much as we can in the rest of the time that we have. This is the composer Zygmunt Krause himself performing on the piano with the Polish Radio Symphony Orchestra, Wojciech Michniewski conducting.
music by composer Zygmunt Krause, his piano concerto, an excerpt of it. We heard the composer himself performing with the Polish Radio Symphony Orchestra, Wojciech Michniewski, conducting. That piece is from 1976, so it's right smack dab in the middle of that period he was talking about at the beginning of the show when composers were flourishing so much during the communist or socialist era in Poland, which we tend to associate with deprivation and hardship, and I'm sure that was the case. I'm sure there were some food shortages and things, but they also set up this incredible powerhouse for culture, and although the government has changed, that ideal is still very much in evidence today, as we heard from other composers. This is the first in a two-part series of Music from Poland, featuring music that has been created by this incredible support for composers. Tune in next week for part two, when we continue our survey of music from Poland, this incredible musical cultural powerhouse. Relevant Tones is produced by Jesse McWhorters. Special thanks to Lot Polish Airlines for their generous support of travel to and from Wrocław. This program was created in cooperation with the Adam Mickiewicz Institute as part of their Polska music program. For more information about the program and the artists we featured, you can find us on Facebook, and you can hear this and all previous programs at relevanttones.com. Relevant Tones is brought to you in part by the generous support of GCM Grovner, the Aaron Copeland Fund for Music, an anonymous donor, and the listener-supporters of the WFMT Fine Arts Circle. I'm Seth Bostead, and this is the WFMT Radio Network.